1: Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family. A Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. We say that the family is God's central design power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Salt Rock Cathedral Faith Church with the senior pastor's Bishop, Ari e. Jackson. We're standing in faith for revival for our families. I'm excited to be here with you again, reminding you of your birthright to be an overcomer. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Our message today is The Lord has spoken it, found in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37 verses 7 through 11. I want to welcome again Bishop R.A. Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He'll be joining us, and we'll close with a prayer for our families. Families of God, open your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, starting at verse number 7, and it reads, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the snooze, and the flesh came up, upon them and the skin covered them above but there was no breath in them then said he unto me prophesy unto the wind prophesy son of man and say to the wind thus saith the lord god come from the four winds o breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live verse 10 so i prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood up upon their feet An exceeding great army. Verse number 11. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Family of God, we as believers today need to know that God has standards. Under heaven, everything does as it was commanded. Except man, when God's creation begins to psychonically disobey him, it becomes extinct. Families of God, we must consider that extinct list. The core of the earth and the global warming, we must take a closer look at ourselves. We are all born with a purpose, and we must not confuse our earthly good with our divine purpose. God does not suffer with unrighteousness, neely-weely, sometimes the occasionals, the accidentals, and the frequent fill writers. Be careful, those who have God in our hearts, but don't compare ourselves with the world. The lukewarm-minded, the nonchalant, come on somebody, the blasé, done-it-all, not-worried-about-God kind of people. It also includes those who are fed up, disenchanted, apathetic, dead kind of people. We must be careful to note not only what's in our heart, but what's in our spirit, and we want to make sure that God is there today, for the Lord has spoken it. Families of God, we must be careful to not become emotionless, indifferent, uninterested, withdrawn, the impudent kind of believer, the up and down and all around kind of believer, the unsociable, the unapproachable, the non-gregarious kind of believer. Satan's tactics is to always keep us in our emotions, but we do it Because the Lord has said it. We believe it because the Lord has spoken it. And we live by it because our God has decreed it. And we know that he's a keeper of his promises. Shout amen. Families of God, by that we mean this. When we take away our emotions, our fleshly emotions, our spirit then can commune with the Lord. In other words, when we take away our up and down and round and round And set our face like flint toward the sky, toward the heavens, that our spirit can have a constant connection with the almighty. Imagine what can be done when we're constantly connected with the almighty, when we're constantly in a position of strength and power, when we're constantly in a position of advancing and not looking back, when we're constantly in a position of taking ground and winning the battle. Imagine what could happen in our lives when there's more comebacks than throwbacks. Somebody shout, I want that families of God. The enemy knows there's great victory when we stand up and believe and we begin to speak and live out because the Lord has spoken it. He remembers that because Jesus took him to the mat on that. Jesus took him to the ring on that. Jesus met up with him in the wilderness. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. And he began to speak as the Lord had spoken it in every round. Round one, Jesus won. round two. Jesus won round three. It was a TKO today, families of God. We're standing on the word of God for our families, and we know because God has spoken it that we have the victory. Shout, Amen, families of God. Speaking of victory, victorious means having defeated an adversary. The victorious nations relating to are characterized by victory. And our second word today is keep to continue in action course, position, state, to remain or continue to be as specified. And our third word today that we want to study is the word duplicate, to make an exact copy of, to do or perform again, to repeat. Today we will study how to keep the word, how to duplicate or have an application in our life so that we can be victorious Shout amen. Our question from the text comes from the book of Galatians chapter four, starting at verse number seven. And it reads, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. How be it then when you knew not God, you did service unto them, which by nature are no gods. But now after you have known God or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak, And beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage. Families of God, our first point is He knows, and it's found in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 33 is where we get the context of our point. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been His counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory for ever. Amen. Our additional supportive is found in the book of Acts chapter 15, starting at about verse number five, it says, but there rose up certain, ...of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. Verse 7, And when they had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how the good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles, by my mouth, should hear the word of the gospel and believe... And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Verse 10. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. Families of God, we find our strength in verse number 17. It says, That the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all of his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. In other words, don't trouble those. He says, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. To many, Acts 15 is met with some controversy. There's a conversation happening about what should be taught and what is the most important thing to teach new converts of those who are recently called into discipleship. But at the end of the day it's those things that keep us. And we find that this is true in first John chapter two, when it says, verse twenty, when it says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I've not written unto you because ye you know not the truth, but because ye you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the son, the same hath not the father, but he that acknowledgeth the son hath the father also. Let us shout, Amen. Families of God, in point number one, we're looking at a transference. God knows. He says, I know all things, but in that that the Lord has spoken it, we know that he knows, but we also know. How do we know? Because First John chapter two goes on to say in verse number twenty-seven. But the anointing, but the anointing which ye have, it says, received of him, abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, it is truth. And is no lie. And even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. Families of God, there's something about the power of Jesus Christ that allows us to receive that anointing. And the anointing becomes our teacher. So in point number one, he knows and he's anointed us so that we may know the truth as well. The enemy cannot contend with you when you know the book. He cannot contend with you when we know the word of God. He knows that the scripture Himself, but he can never have the spirit. Somebody ought to shout off that Satan knows the scripture. He quoted it to Jesus, but he could never have the spirit of God. He knows the words, but he can never receive the power from the word. He can quote the phrases, but he cannot quote exactly in the name of Jesus Christ, the word, hallelujah, the word of the book. When it's quoted with the wisdom of the Holy spirit, that power comes upon you and I, those of us who are believers And it begins to serenade a good song to us. It begins to prophesy a good word to us. It begins to bless us with the blessing from above. Somebody shout. Amen. Families of God, be encouraged. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 29, starting at verse number 26, it says, For they went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they knew not and whom he had not given unto them. There's something about our wandering eye. There's something about when we get out of the effect that God knows, that God knows, and he sent his spirit so that we may know the truth too. But in verse number 28 is where I want to go. It says, And the Lord rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day the secret things shall the secret things belong unto the lord our god but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law families of God we're living in a season where it's less about what you talk about but it's more about what you be about we're living in a time where we have to have action connected with our faith somebody shout amen faith without work is dead we say we love we talk about love but we still harbor hatred in our heart we say that we're supportive, we say that we want a family, but we still can't work through a conversation. This is for somebody, but today is your day. Today is a day that we take back what the enemy has stolen from us, because we're going to get what's ours. Today God has a good life, a good strong life for his families, and we're standing on the word of God. Our point number two, not only does God know, but he knows his own 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 18, says this, Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Verse 19, Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Verse 20, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold, and of silver, but also of wood, and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. Our key is found in verse number 19, where it says, The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, depart from sin, depart from things that steal from us, depart from things that bring us down, depart from things that depress us. Today, families of God, the Lord knows his own. Today, shake yourself and remind yourself that, You belong to God. Say, I belong to God. Our supportive scriptures found in the book of Exodus, chapter 33, and it reads, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto them, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated. I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Verse 17 And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. I'm shouting this morning, understanding that God knows his own. He says, I know thee by name when I pray, when you pray, as we pray for our families. The Bible says, the word of God says, God has spoken it. And it is true that he knows us by name. Families of God, God not only made a promise to Moses, but the Bible goes on in Exodus chapter 34 and it says not only did he say that he would be with them and he knew him by name, but in verse number 34 of Exodus 34, he goes on and tells Moses that he could come in and pray unto him. The word of God says, but when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out and he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which was commanded. Verse 35. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses's face shone and Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. There's something about There being a physicality that happens when our life lines up with the word of God. There's something more than just in our words, but it changes. Somebody say on the outside, it works on the inside, changes on the outside to produce a combination, a combustible power in our lives. My grandmother used to say this was working on the inside is also working on the outside and it's bringing about a change in my life somebody today god wants you to know that he begins to work on the inside but it comes out on the outside and it brings a change a change a permanent change in our life shout amen somebody today i want to remind you this change is because god has something great for you in genesis chapter 18 God is talking to Abraham, and he tells him this thing which I do. He says, "You you will become a great and mighty nation. Shall that's for me, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Shall that's for me, for I know him that he will command the, his children of his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, and that the Lord may bring upon Abraham." that which he had spoken of him. All that working on the inside and on the outside is not for not families of God. It's so that we may not only receive and inhabit, but we may be able to walk in the promises of the Lord. The word of God says, the blessings will come and overtake thee. Shout amen. If you're just now joining us, preparing for worship or en route to worship, we're talking about the Lord has spoken it, found in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 7 through 11. Our last point for today is, He knows our life, found in St. Matthew, chapter 5, starting at verse number 18. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till it be all fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Our supporting scripture is found in St. Matthew, chapter 13, starting at verse number 41. And it says, the son of man shall send forth his angels, families of God. This word Jesus is speaking. St. Matthew, chapter 13, verse 41. The son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. Verse 42. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. For there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth, taking a break for a moment, talking about God knows our lives. Jesus is prophesying of the future. We see this in St. Matthew chapter 13. He tells them that the, that the son of man shall send forth his angels, almost self referencing himself in the course of the conversation. But verse number 43 is where you and I need to take heed. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the son in the kingdom of their father which hath ears to hear let him hear again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field that which a man hath found he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field there's something about surrendering all all to the Lord today God is letting us know he's telling us that the Lord has spoken it in your life There's power, there's confidence, there's faith, there's faithfulness, because the Lord has spoken it. Not a man, not a woman, not a law, nor government, not principalities, nor kingdoms, but the Lord himself, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He has spoken it and we can have great confidence in it. In fact, we can live our life through it. In fact, we give our soul and spirit because of it. Because the Lord God has spoken it today, speaking to families. There's a place in our lives where we have to leave behind what was said, what they said, what she said, what what he said. And focus on what the Lord has said. And the Lord has said that he's blessed you to have children. The Lord has said that he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. The the word of God also says, saints of God, we as women, there's a word in there about submission. Hallelujah! But glory be to God, God has put His families together. Hallelujah! Because it references the bloodline from Genesis to Revelations today. Because God has spoken it, we can believe in the greater, the greater in our husbands, the greater in our wives, and the greater in our children. Today we walk on, we stand firm. Because the Lord has spoken it. And nothing else, no other word, no other decree matters more than what the Lord has said. Somebody today said, I received that. And I will stay with that. Amen. Bless God. Lastly, saints of God, we have to pick up the I am principle. The I am principle, taking the word of God and beginning to decree and declare the I am over you. God says, I am that I am. We know that he is the I am and that he gave us Jehovah Jireh. We know all about God is our provider. But do we know about Jehovah Nissi? The Lord God is your banner. He is your covering. So as you begin every day, you want to start with a I am after you bless the Lord. Yes. After you bow down and then you glorify him by raising up, begin to walk out your days with I am Jehovah Nissi mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters start with a, I am reconciled to God. According to second Corinthians chapter five, verse 18, I'm qualified to share In his inheritance, according to Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, I am firmly rooted, built up, established in my faith and overflowing with thanksgiving. According to Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, I am born of God and the evil one does not touch me. According to 1st John chapter 5, verse 18, I am his faithful follower. According to Revelations chapter 17, verse number 14, I am a fellow citizen with the saints of the household of God. According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, I am built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. According to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, I'm overtaken with blessings. According to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2, I am his disciple Because I have love for others, according to John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. I am the salt of the earth, according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Began to declare Jehovah Nissi, I am the righteousness of God, according to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. In summary, we're talking about the winner's circle. God has a place. He has a protective hedge for those who overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. We've talked about being determined, being determined, not allowing the enemy to cause you to have a setback. And then we talked about run your race and not someone else's. And lastly, we talked about having perseverance, which is to understand what our Achilles heel is and began to deal with it. Somebody today is going to deal with it because we know that there are people who win a lot. There are teams who win a lot and there's people who succeed a lot and they all have the same thing in common. They've learned to do what they do well, well, and those things that they don't do well, well, they let those things go. And that's called the winner's code. Today's saints of God, we too have a winner's code and it's called, The word of God, the word of God from Genesis to revelations. We say it's all about a bloodline today. We're going to say it's all about a power line. There is power, wonder working power in the word of God. And with that, Bishop Jackson, please come and share a prayer for our families.
2: Amen and amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit. We want to taste and experience more of the depth and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your son, Jesus Christ our Redeemer. So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure by the power of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We stand on the word of God today knowing that we do not speak in the words which men's wisdom teach but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spirit things with spiritual. We hear from your throne room today that the natural man receiver not the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned but he that is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is judged of no man we had a question who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ, we are victorious. We bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Someone say amen and amen.
1: Bless God, bless God. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families. Because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline, and that bloodline being the family of God. The Family Oneness Prayer Circle sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young leaders.
2: Hi. I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. We are having a service at The Rock Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our virtual Sunday morning service is live at 1045 a.m. to 1145 a.m. on our Solid Rock Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo, and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is services start at 630 p.m. to 730 p.m. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online bishop pastor and i look forward to seeing you there we will will see see you at at the rock
1: rock. i am your host Bree jackson a pastor at solid rock cathedral faith church where the senior pastor is bishop r.a jackson located at 611 amador street in vallejo california thank you so much for joining us today